The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. It is a Tuesday. Some rain hitting parts of the upper Midwest. Eric Kruger is joining us with Smart Yield. And Eric, I tell you, we look at the markets and we know that there's a lot of outside market influences that is happening on this trade. And obviously, weather has been a, a hot topic no matter where you turn. It has been, and whether it's, uh, we always start the year with South American weather, and now the shift is, of course, our weather, and you here, you know, in our backyard, we've had some really, a string of unfortunate events that have really affected us locally, but you really look across the U.S., across the growing belts, and um, we're going to continue to see some adverse weather and that's going to probably be the story here and through planting. And we're going to talk about the weather effect on the livestock side as well. But first, as we look at the grains, there's been some weather issues to the south. I know that just talking to some producers, the delay in getting their crop in the ground, they've had a window here and there. And they said they expect it to be a backup effect as we head to the north. Now that we've been hit with this latest weather phenomenon, when is spring planting going to happen is the question. Yeah, I think you you normally see guys in the field, of course, starting spring field work, and we're not seeing that. We're not going to see that for some time. Um, it looks like, you know, a little bit of rain locally today, but across the Midwest, it looks like it's supposed to stay fairly wet through the weekend. Um, you look at the extended, and we could see a wet start to April. Will that drag on? I think there's there's what looks like to be a decent warm-up, but when you look across the south, and they've done a good job getting their crop in in those windows, but, um, you know, rain makes grain down there, but but the delays aren't going to change as we move north. And we're, we're a long ways from being delayed planting up here, but the start to our season definitely hasn't hasn't gone you know, as, as planned. Well, you look at the, the South America, and you bring up a good point. I mean, their, their crop, their, their second crop has gone well. They've had a little weather blips here and there, but they're going to have a phenomenal crop, it sounds like, again. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to have a good crop. Better than, you know, we kind of forget last year we got a little bit of help when they didn't have as good as a crop. Uh, when it comes to world exports and I think the trade knows that um, we've probably priced that in we're seeing that and I think when you when you come back and look at our crop and start looking at whether it's corn or beans um, we're we're seeing the funds short uh, the record that we've seen a managed money short as big as we've ever seen it right now for for corn and on beans they're pushing uh, you know as a report last week that uh, close to 90,000 contracts so um, when you look at that a lot of that's pushed in and a lot of negativity that that we've seen uh, to start the year is in there at a time of year when usually we don't have that usually we're looking at uh, the what ifs of what could happen with the growing season and um, those are yet to come and hopefully we'll see that with uh, some weather driven issues and, and, and provide a little bit of relief uh, whether it's through a weather market or through some uh, some outside forces with uh, a deal with China and some an uptick in exports but something will happen soon what have you heard when it comes to South America's soybean harvest so far? Um, you know, the news was, you were, you were seeing a lot of news here over the last few weeks, and now it's gotten pretty quiet. And I think that what it comes down to is they've really moved along uh, quite nicely. We'll talk, uh, you brought up uh, China, and I know that there's been a lot of and will continue to be those ups and downs within that. Looking at the flip-flop, as we were calling it earlier, uh, talking with China and now the EU being tossed into it. What are some marketing thoughts? 
I think what we have to do is, is step back and look look at a big picture. And we're seeing beans really with an unbelievably uh, large supply that we're staring out in the world. Um, looking at a stocks to use uh, above 20. Anyway, it kind of shakes out this year. And you look at corn being a little tighter, but in the grand scheme of things, I look at corn. You know, new crop holding up in this 395 area. Um, you know, November beans holding up in this 940 area. We're not that far from some either some good world news or a little bit of weather that could push these into some marketing areas that guys really need to take advantage of. Um, we, we saw today where new negative news on China early in the morning pushed this market, I think, down a little bit. And we had some positive news come back in, and it's kind of a double-edged sword every other day we're seeing. And that that's going to continue until we do see ink on paper and a deal being made. But I think with the funds being short, um, at some point into a growing season, they usually don't like to hold that position. If we could see them even cover to where they liquidate to a neutral position, um, it might be enough to, to reach some of the sales goals that guys need to have in place. You talk about these sales goals, and we know that there's a lot of old crops still sitting in the bin in the countryside. If it hasn't been affected by floodwaters, it's trying to get it loaded to get it down these gravel roads to where it needs to go. Yeah, and I think we're going to have, that's that's even going to be a stronger point, where we're going to have processors and users that need grain, and it's there's going to be issues getting it to them um, when it comes from the producer, and then from them to, to the final end user, that's also going to be an issue. So I think we have to keep that in mind um, when we see opportunities, and if we have the ability to move grain, I think guys need to take advantage of that um, and then position, position themselves accordingly, whether it's on the border, if they don't need to, um, be done. But I, th- I think guys need to really, really think about that. So how do we market, Eric, with, with that taking place just for the producers, you know, in our neck of the woods? And I know that in Wisconsin as well, they've had some, some weather issues to getting this grain moved. Yeah, I, I think that's that's going to be the, the big question. And I think guys need to, to plan accordingly. I think you need to plan uh, to market um, and either work with a company like ours or some or ourselves or somebody like ours where we can help you formulate a plan where we're protected by insurance. We can look at it and say, okay, here's our worst case scenario um, and let's make it work for us going forward and then plan accordingly. We can't predict the weather. We can't predict what basis is going to do. Um, but what we can do is, is put our knowns into a marketing plan and, and go from there. And I think the market's presenting us with opportunities. It does every year, and I think it will again, and those opportunities are in front of us. Well, it is important, like you said, to kind of look at the worst-case scenario, have a game plan, and then be able to move forward. It is, and I think that's the hardest part. But I think what we're staring at right now is the time of year where uh, we need to do that. Well, stick around, folks. We do have more coming up here on the Fontenelle Final Bell. We'll jump over and look at the livestock side of it, how this adverse weather is affecting not the not only the now, but what we're going to see into the future as we talk about, believe it or not, fall. Stick around. We've got more coming up. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Eric Kruger joins us with Smart Yield. We jump over to the happenings of the livestock side of the trade. And there's a lot of what ifs out there right now, Eric, with this cattle market, not only on the near term with the folks that have cattle on feed, but as we look towards fall. There is. And we've we've seen 
um, you know, an unbelievable run in, in the live cattle side of this on, on the fed cattle side. And it's it's up here where we've seen April press this 130 area um, today, saw a really strong move in the feeder cattle market, carried over in the live cattle side, saw June press up as high as in a new high at 124, almost 124 and a quarter, and then sell off, um, sell off back and close below that 123 area. So, um it's bullish. The continued increase in open interest is bullish on the market, but we've see, we're seeing the fund. They're the managed money as long as they've been since 2010. So there's this big, long position. They continue to defend it. Anytime we see a little bit of a sell-off, whether it's in a session or for more than one session, it seems like uh, the, the market comes back and, and buys it. So um, technically, uh, we're really overbought, but I think uh, I think up in here, um, it's a good place for producers. How much has the board paid attention to the adverse weather across the Midwest? I think it's it's done a, a really good job pricing in um, the probability that we're going to have issues through the spring. Um, I think the June board's finally catching up a little bit here and probably, you know, going to look for a top at some point soon. Um, we're getting to a, a period of time where seasonally we see June start to break um, really through that second, third week of April. So at any day we could see that top happen. I think we've seen August, which pushed up into that 119.50 area today, come off that. I think it's doing a good job pressing and pushing those contracts that we're going to see cattle push back because we haven't been able to hold the production numbers um, you know, up there. We're going to be short some cattle. They're going to get pushed back into the summer months. But at some point, um, the feedlots will dry out. We'll see more of a return to whatever the new normal is um, and see this market kind of correct. Is there any concerns that there'll be the lack of DDGs at this point to, to feed to these cattle? You know, we've had some issues, at least locally, of course, with infrastructure, really, um, and, and some plants being shut down. Now, you know, we're getting that going again, but as far as being able to find routes initially uh, to get guys, those DDGs has been an issue, but I think we're starting to see some of that work itself out. Hopefully that continues, um, and, and we continue to see, you know, the flood levels come down, and hope, hopefully the infrastructure isn't too terrible across the Midwest. Box beef numbers see some higher trade today. <laughs> yeah, we did. We saw we were seeing the most or the highest box beef, box beef that we've seen since May of last year. So it's nice to see that. I think that's going to continue to help hold cattle up here. And um, you know, I think guys that understand that we're going to push cattle back um, up in this mid one twenty area on June, they need to take advantage of that. For the hogs, uh, some initial buyer support stepped into their trade, but uh, saw some lower numbers. It, I, I think the hogs have moved so hard when you look at it. If you, if you look back even uh, 10 sessions ago, you get back into that first week of March, and we were trading the summer months of hogs down in the high 76, 78 area, and all of a sudden today we touched 192, or close to 192, or sorry, 92 on August hogs. And you look at that and go, we've made a 12 to $14 move up here. And I think the market needs to consolidate that a little bit. We're so overbought, but I don't think we're overvalued. I think the market is is coming to that fundamental realization that if it really is as bad in China um, as what they're you know saying it is, and you look at their pork prices increasing, you know I think over seven percent I read on the week. Um, that's going to continue to support the idea that the second half of this year, China is going to need to become a big-time importer on the world market. If the U.S. can capture some of that market share, uh, we need to price that in. And that's something we've been waiting and banking on for, for many months. 
it has been and it's something you know we had this real negative effect of the hog market or through the winter months and then we kept talking about it and we kept talking about it and african swine fever and as it spread and at some point china's going to have to come to the market and i think the, the futures usually does a great job of, of pricing in what the potential is and i think that potential is we've seen this move up we've seen them saying okay China's going to have to come to us through the, the summer into the second half of the year, and I, I hope that happens. What type of hard conversations do our livestock and grain producers need to have knowing how the Midwest has been and the concerns of, of flooding not only in Iowa and Nebraska, but moving into Missouri, parts of Kansas, and southward? Yeah, I th- It's really hard right now because it's difficult. Guys are out there struggling. They're, they're struggling with with the health and with some guys um, potentially finishing finding where their cattle are even at after some of these floods and you've got guys in feedlots that are dealing with mud and cattle getting stuck and um, then we had blizzard again last week and it's hard to talk to guys about marketing protecting themselves but when you look at it and if you've got cattle in a lot or you have cattle that are going to be fed here you need to look at and take advantage of these high high prices because at, at some point we will correct we'll see these funds probably like the corn position liquidate back to a neutral position what is the best way for producers to get a hold of you eric uh, they can call us 308-234-6805 or they can go online to mysmartreel.com. Thanks so much. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.